Thank you for downloading the latest episode of the Mickey Dudes Podcast. Please stand clear as we pay our bills. Venture outside your comfort zone. The rewards are worth it. Wish Upon a Cookie has evolved into a custom-baked pastry company started in New Jersey by professional chefs turned cookie tears. Their focus is to turn your magical pastry dreams into reality. They offer so much more than a few colors, shapes, and sizes. Their creations are extensions of your inspiration. You can visit them online at their new website, wishuponapastry.com, or on Instagram and Facebook at wishuponapastry. Let your imagination run wild when you wish upon a pastry. Are you thinking about purchasing a DVC resale contract? Are you looking to rent DVC points for a future Disney vacation? In need of financing options? If so, check out the one-stop shop, which is the world of DVC companies. The professional staff, with over 185 years of experience, will guide you through your next vacation purchase. Check them out at dvcresellmarket.com, dvcrentalstore.com, and moneroefinancial.com. And tell them Mickey Dude sent you. The world of DVC, your DVC gateway to a lifetime of magic. Hi, this is Mike Bursell, voice of the Tomorrowland Transit Authority People Mover and Living with the Land. Welcome to a voyage of discovery and awareness of the richness, the diversity, and the often surprising nature of the Mickey Dudes Podcast. And now, from the Monsters Inc. Laugh Floor... It's the Mickey Dudes Podcast. Here's your master of ceremonies, Wazowski. Hello, humans! Hello, humans, and welcome to another fantastic and exciting episode of the Mickey Dudes Podcast. I'm your host for the week, Chuck Fitzgerald, alongside my good friend and co-host, live from the Sunshine State, and currently suffering all the fun times of Sunshine State allergies in March. Dave Koch. Dave, how are you doing this evening? Oh, I'm all right. Uh, Mike Debbie, I'm a bit sick now, but it's uh, basically because of the pollen. Yeah, I still have uh, a month and a half until I have to worry about the pollen. See, that was always the nice thing when I would go down during like April or, or May. Um, not so much May, but definitely April is I would get I would get there after the Florida pollen season started and had peaked and then by the time I had come home the New York pollen season had already peaked so my body would adjust I'd never have those extremely high levels of the pollen in the air and always right with the world I'm not look I, I don't think that'll happen this year though yeah I um not this time around. It's it's been crazy with it. you know. It's like I can draw pictures on my car with the with the really deep seated green pollen that's on it every day. I can draw pictures with the snow that we're still getting. I do miss that because after all, I am from New York. Yeah, I don't know that anyone truly misses that though. No, I really do. Yeah, well, let's see. It was 72 days ago, and it is currently 28 degrees. Do you miss that? That I don't miss because it was 86 here today, and that I'm really enjoying. You know, I, I could have sworn I saw a weather report from um, 
Orlando that says that it's getting down to 39 this coming Sunday for you as a low? You see, I've only heard like 67. Maybe that's the high of it, but I think if we get that, I think that that's going to be the last for the winter, and then after that, it's just going to get progressively hotter. I'm actually looking forward to Sunday for that reason. Yeah, so sat- Saturday into Sunday, uh, you are getting down to 39 degrees. Um, let me tell you something there, Dave. It was 39 degrees this morning when I woke up. I went outside to take out the trash in shorts and a t-shirt. Oh, I've done that too, many times. And sandals, because you're not going to get all dressed. It's not worth it at that point. No. Uh, It's it's a headache, really, is what it is to try to get acclimated for the weather. I mean, it's not like I'm snowblowing, in which case I'd put on, you know, shoes, shorts, and a t-shirt. Exactly. Well, that's enough of the cold weather talk. Uh, I'm actually kind of excited about it because I actually have a long run uh, to uh, prep for the uh, Tower Tower 10 Miler on, on Sunday. So I'm actually looking forward to running in some cooler weather. So bring well, it on. Get out there say. early. Yeah, exactly. But even still, your high is only going to be 67 or whatever it is, 64. Um, now, the Tower Terra 10 Miler, how long do you have until that race actually happens? That is the first weekend of April, actually. Okay, so you're coming up on it. Are you uh, Are you excited? I am. I'm not fully trained yet. I mean, I finished the I finished the 10K at Princess, so I'm uh, more than halfway there. So I'm sure I can eke by, but I need to uh, do a couple more uh, long runs and kind of just get get my legs ready for that. But uh, I think by the time I'll be ready to go. So, you know. And then after that, I won't have to run again until I start uh, training for marathon ma- marathon weekend to do the half. So for that, you'll probably start in August, maybe a little bit later. Uh, yeah, probably end of August, uh, like mid-August, I'll probably start for that because I'm skipping wine and dine this year because I have to uh, travel during that weekend. Oh, yeah. well, I guess I won't see you that weekend. Yeah, unfortunately. Well, it's fine, as we've all come to learn, if we say Dave's name three times in Rapid Suggestion, kind of like Beetlejuice, where if you say Beetlejuice three times, then be that, that was a close one. But Dave just randomly shows up, no matter where you are. Previously unplanned, Dave just appears. It only works for you and Jeff, though, I think. Uh, I mean, it could be a worse thing. At least we're keeping you in in the state of Florida. (laughs) It works for Jeff and anybody who's around with him. But Jeff is the common denominator of that one. You know what? I I'll, I can give you credit for that because I was with Jeff when that happened. Um, and, you know, we were talking about, I think it was the first day we had gotten there. And I'm like, oh, I need to let Dave know that we're here. I, had, I hadn't meant, reached out to Dave yet because we just got here today. So I'm hoping I'll see Dave. And then who comes strolling up but Dave? That was my nice uh, walking stick. Your walking stick, yeah. Um, But you know what? As big as Disney is, it is a very small world. After all. After all. all. Um, I was actually just looking back through old pictures from trips Heather and I have taken previously, and I found uh, pictures from our first trip. And on that trip, I ran into two people I went to high school with, in the middle of Magic Kingdom, completely unplanned, completely un 
expected. Um, I also graduated high school in my graduating class with uh, 54 people or something like that. So to find two of them in the middle of Orlando, Florida on a random whatever day it was, Thursday or Friday, the odds of that had to be astronomical. Well, Disney has a way of bringing people together. It, it really does. And on this week's show, we're actually going to talk about ways that Disney can bring people together this nice coming sec- summer. I've been practicing. I'm well rested. I, I'm actually off of work this week, so I was able to. I'll be honest, I haven't really done a whole lot. I've cleaned. I've played video games. I've cleaned some more. I've played more video games. But that's not the point. Um, but this week, we're going to talk oh, about I, our... Cleaning. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Go, what was the question? I said it sounds like a nice life, aside from the whole cleaning thing. Well, I mean, sometimes you just got to clean. This is true. However, with that being said, we are going to do some armchair imagineering this week. With just you and I here, because Tim is currently, Tim's currently there, I believe. I yes, don't... he is. That actually, I actually have to uh, message that gentleman and get together with him. And I think in about a week or so, I'll also be able to see Stephen. That'll be a, a fantastic time, uh, if providing Tim is allowed uh, out of the gorilla pit after they've noticed he's escaped. I don't have a witty comment to that. Uh, there isn't one. It's actually just kind of a statement of fact. This is true. But anyway. Uh, yes. Well, well, anyways, tonight's topic is going to be armchair imagineering. And Dave and I are going to discuss Disney summer festivities that can draw crowds down and be a little bit more special. Now, right now, as we all know, Disney does not have a whole lot of trouble with drawing crowds as wait times are. Well, they're high. Um, prices are high, crowd levels are high, and patience is low. Hopefully with some of the ideas that we come up with tonight, we can think of a world and dream of a world where none of that matters. So what do you think, Dave? You ready to get started? Let's do it. All right. So I will actually go first, and I'm kind of thinking we each come up with two. I hope you're prepared for that. If not, we're going to wing it. Um, and, and I can the f- with a whole lot more, but I'll go with two. Why not? All right, perfect. Uh, so the first one, do you want to go first or second? I'll, I'll defer to you. I will allow you to go first. Okay. So the first one I'm going to come up with is kind of a ripoff of something that the Cedar Fair Parks do, and specifically Cedar Point, that they call Cedar Point Nights. Disney is able to do this, I think, a little bit easier because what they do is they have all the festivities that Disney has for New Year's Eve, so silent discos, dance parties, um, you could do foam pits, outside uh, games, whatever you want. And Cedar Point actually does this on the beach on, I think, Thursday, Friday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday nights during August. And it's really just a party atmosphere. Disney, having so much space and so many hotels, can do this. I mean, think about it. You have how many deluxes with a beach? All of them. You have how many moderates with a beach? Well, one. But all the other ones have space to do this. And you can set up activity areas with silent discos and stuff like that. But what's going to make this different is you're going to have the ability to have unique Disney characters themed to each hotel theme. So if you're staying at uh, Art of Animation, 
You can have, you know, your Lion King characters show up and partake in the disco, the silent disco and the dance party. If you're staying at French Quarter, Tiana. And if you're staying at, let's say, uh, the Grand Floridian or, you know what? Let's say the Polynesian. You can have Moana. You could have Lilo and Stitch, and you're going to have that level of experience and that personal interaction. Now, the only caveat to this is you have to be staying at the resort. So the Disney Resort guests have kind of lost a lot of the magic and the benefits to staying in Disney resorts. So this is going to bring some of that back and draw bodies back into Disney resorts for the summer. Dave, what are your thoughts? Well, one... How are you going to incorporate the characters into a silent disco? Because they can't deviate, their costumes can't deviate, so they can't, like, like Tiana can't put on the headsets. Oh, why not? I mean, the silent disco is only silent for the sack, for the fact that everyone has the cool headphones. She can still yeah. dance around. She doesn't have to be on the beat. Yeah, but it just... It just doesn't. It's it's one of those things that I'm just I'm just I'm trying to picture it, and I'm having a little bit of a hard time with everybody else in the headphones and everything, and Tiana just out there with nothing out, nothing on in terms of her what? ears, nothing oh, on. Oh, ears. Oh, yes. Because character integrity is taken very seriously, and and the slightest deviation. Disney would not allow. I mean, they they have to uh, they have to stay in character all the time. And who's to say that this was taking place during a time when Pete's headphones was uh, was a thing? Well, you know what? Character integrity is only does so much good when Disney sells thirty five versions of Mickey Mouse. Is what it's I have still- to say to that. Yes, I, I, I see what you're saying in terms of that. But Mickey Mouse is versatile in that way. A princess is not. The princesses can be versatile in this way. And I think Disney needs to stop. Like, Disney has done so much on their name. And like, oh, we're Disney. But let's take it the next step. Let's create that more unique experience that guests really can't get because... Disney's become overcrowded. You're not wrong. I totally agree with you. I mean, think about the Halcyon right now over at Star Wars Galactic Cruiser. No, I will not. I refuse to even even acknowledge its existence. Have you seen any of the videos? No, and I won't watch them. I don't care to know. Well, corner from it. I'm right, and it's something that I'll never be able to experience. So, hence, I have put it out of my mind, and every time I take that exit, it just mocks me, knowing that I'll never be able to go there. So, it's just one of those uh, sore subjects for me that I just ignore, and I refuse to watch any of the videos. Anytime it came up as a uh, as a reel in my Instagram or something, I just, uh, I just uh, swiped up and continued on. I mean, I very likely am never going to be able to experience that as well. However, Disney, if you're listening, we're very interested. Um, And you know what? Full disclosure, and I've been truthful about this from literally the start of the podcasting or the podcast that we've done. I'm not a Star Wars person. I never have been. I've watched the movies. They're fun. I prefer the Family Guy versions. Um, But 
what I'm looking for from these nighttime experiences and these, you know, Disney party nights or whatever you want to call it is that level of character interaction where the characters are out there and, and you can talk to them. And yes, they will stay in character, but there's nothing to say that Moana can't put on a pair of headphones. There's nothing to say that Tiana isn't listening to some jazz music. And you know what? Does it need to be a silent disco? No, they could just do a dance party like Disney does with everything else. If the the princess is wearing... That I can see more. Yeah, if the princess is wearing a, a pair of headphones or something like that are that much of a concern, then do a dance party. But get the characters out there and get the hotel guests who are really spending a premium to stay in... I don't want to say subpar accommodations, but accommodations that are not equivalent to the price. Give them something to look forward to, to go home, to talk about, and then to get people to say, wow, Dave had that experience at, you know, Caribbean Beach, at Port Orleans. How can I do that? And Disney's going to see a lot of that those once-in-a-lifetime guests that they're really seeing a lot of right now, they're going to be twice in a lifetime. They're going to get their friends to get involved, and you're not going to have people coming home that say, wow, I went to Disney, and I don't know that I'd do that again. Is a dance party enough, though? It could be so many... It could be dance parties. It could be unique snacks. It could be... Uh, character dining. I mean, there, there's logistics behind some of that character dining that you'd need to figure out. But the key to that is you would have to be staying at the resort to take advantage of it. Because what's, what's there from somebody just, well, who has a reservation, let's say at Ohana, from just happening up on the beach? Uh, cast members that check magic bands like they do literally every other time that you try to go anyplace. They figured it out for Storm Along Bay. Granted, that's all fenced in. They figured it out for dessert parties. They could figure it out for um, beach parties, too. They do it, actually, now that I think of it, they do that for 4th of July as well, if, if I'm not mistaken, where they fence off certain areas to exclude viewing from people that are not staying at the resort. So the hotel guests get the preferred viewing for, like, fireworks from the beach at the Poly. That's never happened because I go I go every year to the poly and I just walk right on. Uh, I think I, it's like the fourth of Fourth of July, maybe third of July. Yep, Fourth of July. I go every Fourth of July to the poly to see my fireworks, and I have never experienced such a thing. You know, I saw it last year on social media, so take that for what it's worth. Um, that but, was also the first weekend that they opened up for fireworks. Yeah, that's just, but so I mean, it's definitely. Doable. It's not outside of the realm of possibility. I think that was more because people were so starved with fireworks at that point for Disney that it was just throngs and throngs of people were showing up. I don't think that that's going to be an that's going to be a thing that's going to always happen. Yeah, but for these special nights, I think that you can make it happen. Okay. And again, it's not an every night type thing. It's. Once or twice a week to, um, you know, do it like a, a college schedule, Tuesday, Thursdays or Monday, Wednesday, Fridays. Makes sense. I get you. Or you could even do Monday, Thursday. So you can have 
more of a, a spread of days that you can like no one. I don't want to say no one, but no one's going like Tuesday to Wednesday for the most part. People that are going for the, the vacations and going for the longer trips are going to do multiple nights. So you could do, you know, Tuesday to Friday or to something like that and figure out a, a scheduling. I mean, Disney has all the analytics for all of this stuff. There's no way they don't for the average day. And, you know, on Mondays, we have 80% of our occupancy. On Tuesdays, we have 10% of our occupancy. But on Fridays, we have 85%. So they can utilize that level of analytics to figure out the best days and times for this to happen. But give something back to the resort guests so they have something to write home about. I will say, though, those extra magic hours for the uh, Lux Resort the guests are really nice. I really did enjoy that. You mean the extra magic half hour? No, the two hours, the two hours at night. Oh, that one. Okay, uh, so the evening yeah. ones. The evening ones, yes. Okay. They're actually hours. There are two of them. I uh, stayed at the uh, Contemporary in Bay Lake Tower, this uh, past princess, and I got two nights... The only thing that the only thing that I didn't like about it was two nights in Epcot. I mean, at this point, who wants to be in Epcot? Well, who wants to be anywhere? I mean, two hours after close is a long time. Were the food booths open? Um, no. As a matter of fact, what annoyed me about the whole thing was, uh, you know, it's attractions, and that's fine. But so you could go to you could go on Frozen. You could go on to the Caballeros. You could go on Ratatouille, but you had to go through the front of the park. You couldn't go around World Showcase. Like, you, you couldn't, like, if you were in Norway, you couldn't walk all the way to France from Norway by going around the lagoon. Instead, you had to go back towards Future World. Mm, which kind of just okay. took, you know, which... At that point, you know, it's like, okay, well, you know what? Keep a couple food boots open for your uh, for for your deluxe guest. You know, it's just right. You know, if anything, you know, maybe everything is closed inside the pavilions. But you know, if they want to take it, if they want to go through China and take some pictures, and there's not that many, you know, let them. At that point. <sighs> I think they're logistic, like, there's just too many nooks and crannies for people to then hide in. Yeah, that's what security is for. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, they sweep the park at the end of the night anyway, so. That's true. Yeah. All right, so Dave, what is your first idea for evening extra magic activities or whatever you want to call it Actually, for, for this coming summer? It's actually not an e- it's not an evening thing. This this one can be done in the in during the day, and it could actually be done in the evening too. Uh, I'm gonna go back to a uh, really uh, nice uh, promotion that I used to really enjoy, which was called Limited Time Magic, and in that they had Old Friends Week, and I'm thinking now that especially the way crowds are and lines are. Having extra characters at strategic parts in the park for photo opportunities is a great way to basically move people around the parks and kind of alleviate the lines in some attractions. Yes, it's going to be creating lines for characters, but it's still a way to spread people around. So, you know, 
characters that you don't normally don't see. I mean, why not put in Gideon and Jiminy Cricket in one spot and the characters from Robin Hood and maybe the aristocrats at different, different points around the Magic Kingdom that can kind of hold, hold the line and kind of make, uh, you know, kind of alleviate some of the attractions at that point and kind of give, uh, you know, guess something that they normally don't get in terms of rare characters. And you could do this throughout all of the parks. So what type of characters are you thinking of, Dave? Well, I'm thinking of some of the I'm thinking of some of the classic characters that you normally wouldn't see anymore. You know, so I'm thinking like you I'm thinking like your Robin Hood, I'm thinking uh okay. I'm thinking like like a, a princess for instance, there was a really rare uh, photo op that I got with uh, Meriwether, for instance. You know, uh, okay, where they have them as fur characters, but you could also you could also easily do face characters of Flora, Fauna, and Meriwether too. You know, or something like that. You know, have like, you know, where you could actually meet the Robinsons. See what I did there? I did see what you did there. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, and you could put them in all, all of the parks, and you could even do it in the water parks, you know, to kind of to kind of bring them in. Well, I think you'd run into a little bit of an issue with characters in water parks, but maybe not. Now no, that, they, now that they, I think they, they, they do they, it, out, they do it. They do it. They have they've had characters in water parks, especially for H two H two Glow. Well, let's not talk about that too much, but let's talk about uh, anything else. Well, that would be my first idea is the, just more widespread characters in the park. You know, they're still not they're still not doing where you could you know, put your arm around the character, but you could you could kind of still position yourself in a way and the characters in the background. You could still have an interaction with them. So, well, more of those, more of those. And let I mean, I'm very much for a return to normalcy, but let's not rush it. So as much as I'd like to get in-person character meet and greets let's you know kind of remember well we still well they have them now like you can you can actually go to princess fairy tale hall i went to see uh, tiana because my medal was uh, a tiana medal for okay. the time. so i did have a conversation with her and I, I went to wish her a happy mardi gras and all we were talking about our mardi gras plans and she was very confused when i said uh, i'm going to universal for the parade and she's like, is that Bourbon Street? Yeah, I mean, sure. Yeah. Just, Dave, I, during the race, were you, how many times did you chant to yourself, feet don't fail me now? Many times, actually. Ah, perfect. See, look yeah. at that. We're, we're bridging gaps. Yes, exactly. Which, by the way, I'm just going to just uh, rant for a second. You know, on the internet, you can find every single uh, theme park audio loop except for that Mardi Gras parade at Universal. It's just not, it's just non-existent at the moment. Well, it's a good I thing you said something because I was going to try to look for it and underlay it to uh, to this portion of the show. Wow, you, you, you do have more patience than I do. I mean, it doesn't really take a whole lot of time. Mm. Yeah. I just, anytime I've ever tried to do something like that, it's, I've always ran into slow internet speeds, trying to find the uh, right uh, track. But mm -hmm. I digress. 
That's fair. So uh, let's go back to me, right? Yep. All right. So you actually mentioned one of your favorite limited time magic events, and I actually am going to mention the same thing Um, as a limited time magic event that I was never able to participate in. They've done a couple of these for DVC, for annual pass holders, for things like that. But the H2O glow nights at the water parks are something that I would love to see come back on a more regular basis. Once again, you can have it on a set schedule. You know, Blizzard Beach is Monday or Wednesday or whatever, and Typhoon Lagoon is Tuesday and Thursday. Um, But some nighttime entertainment in those water parks, some nighttime swimming, all of that. Like, let's make that happen because those water parks are, one, very often um, not used are they both open right now? I don't think they are. Right now, only Typhoon Lagoon is, and I can talk a blue streak on this one. I, do you want to, or? Of course I do. Oh, please be my guest. Well, first off, I went to Typhoon Lagoon this past uh, Sunday, and there was, for how crowded Disney World is right now, there was nobody there. Every slide was less than a five-minute wait. So that was the fir- that was the first thing, and it's if you are coming to Walt Disney World anytime soon, really take time and uh, take advantage of the water parks before it gets too hot. Yeah, it was it was in the 70s. The water is uh, heated in a way too, so it's a little bit warm. Yeah, there is a wind, so it's, it, you can be sometimes a little chilly when you get out and everything. But you know, it's nothing that most people can't handle. And everything you know you're not going to get pneumonia with it so uh definitely something to consider as far as that uh, h2 glow is amazing for one another reason it's uh you don't have to put on sunblock when you go in it's all at night uh there was a reason for a while that it was only on um it was only done at uh typhoon lagoon and that's because typhoon lagoon had uh lights for I've had nighttime floodlights all around. It's all around the park. Okay. That that Blizzard Beach actually did not have because I was asking some cast member friends. I'm like, why wouldn't they have done something like when frozen in the, in the height of the frozen frenzy, you know, Blizzard Beach and everything. It kind of just seemed like uh, frozen would work really well over there. And I, it was explained to me at that time that that was that was the reasoning that they don't have the lighting at Blizzard Beach to be able to pull that off. They actually did have a they did have a uh, promotion where Kristoff and uh, Olaf were uh, appearing there, and there was like some type of like winter games during the summer at some time during the day. Okay, that, I remember that. Yeah, that's why they never actually had a party at Blizzard Beach at night. But from my understanding. Um, there was plans now. Had they did it? Has it been done since the pandemic and everything? They did start lighting up Blizzard Beach, so there is a chance. If um, you know, from a business perspective, if they did light Blizzard Beach at this point, you know, why not? I I can definitely see something like that happening. Well, see, I love the water parks. I mean, the water parks are such an overlooked portion of. Disney World and quite frankly, um, Universal as well. Um, it's so much fun and the ability to experience that at night 
would be tremendous. Now, are there going to be, like you said, Dave, logistical issues with lighting? Absolutely. Can't have anyone drowning. But it can be solved. I mean, you could add lighting. Disney's a multi-billion dollar company each quarter. They can they can really solve for this. And, you know, they're they're not paying their cast members what they should. But this is going to get them some. This is going to get Disney more money through a minimal investment that will lead to an extravagant increase of revenue. So let's do H2O Glow Nights on a more regular basis. Now, Dave, as you were talking, there was one thing that I had not considered. Um, and being from the north, I don't know that I ever would have really thought of it. But you had mentioned the the evening time weather of, hey, it's not 85 anymore. It may be a little chilly. And by a little chilly, I mean 73, which for me is still pool weather. In the middle of August, it's so humid and, you know, it's still really hot and sticky outside. People are not going to be cold. <sighs> yeah, I don't know. That's well, that's when they ran them anyway. They, they that ran is true. That is true. Summer, so it's been done before. Yes, it has been done for before. However, saying that people aren't going to get cold, I think, may be a little bit of a stretch. Um, That's what towels are for. That is exactly what towels are for. And you know what? You can give out glow cubes. You could have special limited event merchandise like, and wait for me, towels. Um, there's so many different things that you can do with this type of H2 glow event, especially if it's a more regularly scheduled every summertime thing. You can actually have that type of limited release merchandise where the joke for some of the Disney merchandise is it's so homogenized. All it says is 2021, 2022. Um, the H2 glow merchandise could be the exact same thing, but it'll say H2 glow 2022. H2 Glow 2023. And then people are going to want to come back to get that new unique design, even if the logo doesn't change all that much. Merchandising. Spaceballs the flamethrower. The kids love it. All right, that's all I got. It's been so long since I uh, saw that movie. It's... That that reference took a bit. That's fine. That I, I think I made the reference two weeks ago with Tim. Oh well, Tim's a walking encyclopedia, a walking gorilla and encyclopedia. But with that being said, Dave, is there anything you would change about the H two Glow idea that I have, or are you fully on board with this one? I'm fully on board with this one. All right, Disney, so let's make it happen. You know what, Disney? You can have the summertime H2 Glow ideas if you let Dave and I bring uh, some people down to have a halcyon. How about that? You think they're listening? No. Is anybody listening? Not right now. This is true. When is then now? Soon. Another another Spaceballs reference, anything? No, that one was completely over my head. All right, well. I said, I was like six years old. I'm 41 now. It's been a while. Uh, Dave, when did Spaceballs come out? In the 80s at some point. Uh-huh. The early 80s? Yeah. Uh-huh. When was I born? 
In the 90s? No, the late 80s. So Spaceballs was released on June 24th, 1987. I was born on whatever, 1988. Um, so I was seven years old when I saw it, and I've only seen it once in my life. I wasn't born, and I've seen that movie multiple times, and I've made multiple Mel Brooks references over this past week, some of which involve Moses dropping the first five commandments. History of the uh-huh. World. Never saw it. Oh, God. All right. Go on with your next idea. Well, my next idea was going to be just get a nighttime parade back in uh, Magic Kingdom. Okay. I fully agree. Let's do that. So, like I said a little while ago, I was looking at old pictures from our first trip, which was 2013. Um, you know what was in those pictures? The mainstream electrical parade? Oh, the no. Spectro. Spectro Magic was in those pictures. <laughs> And we saw that show so many times. We actually watched that show one time twice in one night because we were walking out and we're like, oh, do you want to stick for it? And then the music started and then you had to stay after you heard the music. Oh, I've I've done many nights where I've seen uh, double Main Street electrical parades. It was so good. And I miss the nighttime parades so much. Unfortunately, never got to see Spectro. I had a trip planned during Spectro, and that trip, for uh, personal reasons, had to get canceled. And then I went a year later, and at that point, by the time I was going, Spectro was gone, and that's when they started doing the Main Street Electrical Parade again. So I have actually never got to experience Spectro in all of its glory. I've only been able to see it on YouTube. Well, let me ask you this. Does it matter which parade they bring back? Well, here's the thing. I've I've seen, I've done the, um, I've done the uh, Mansion Electrical Parade. I've done uh, the light parade that they had at Disneyland. And I also experienced, what? Paint the Night. And I also experienced, uh, back when I was in France, I did experience a, uh, nighttime parade that was basically a um, floating performance of Fantasmic, where the parade floats kind of did their thing in the hub. And I'm thinking that they can create a whole new light parade. And in this one, sort of like what they're doing with the Main Street Electrical Parade, kind of just uh, bringing some in the... uh, Instead of uh, instead of having the American bacon floats, uh, they're creating some uh, more uh, more current floats for the finale for movies that were uh, not uh, ancient to bring them in. So I'm thinking that they can pretty much create like if they if they created Paint the Night. I'm not saying bring Paint the Night here but they could easily have something with some contemporary music that's going to really kind of pump up the crowd and have a nice mix of classic early Disney movies mixed with some of the hits of, of the last 10 years <coughs> to keep everybody happy. Incorporate Pixar into it. No, I'm not saying, uh, I'm not saying obviously, um, put Star Wars or Marvel into it, you know, keep it to Disney movies, but, you know, 
put your Frozen, put your Encanto in, you know, have your Little Mermaid, but also have your ha- have your uh, Sleeping Beauty too. Definitely give some Aurora some love because she was kind of cut out of uh, the uh, Festival of Fantasy parade. Well, I fully agree with no uh, Marvel or Star Wars. So you have my full support for, with that. I do want to um, just have a as a point of order. Um, it was only it was Main Street Electrical Parade, not Spectro Magic when we saw it. Oh, OK. I do um, wish I could see Spectro, though. I saw I, that as a kid. I so. think tonight I have to watch it on uh, YouTube. Well, the music is iconic and everything is so good. So I think that's a good point to uh, to leave out, leave off on, unless if there's anything else you'd like to add, Dave. I will add one thing. The freaky spectral men that they were in that parade, they kind of have something similar if you go see Drawn to Life in the, the new Cirque du Soleil show in uh, Disney Springs. They have these really uh, creepy characters that show up a few times in the performance, and I actually said to a friend who I went to uh, see the show with a couple of uh, weeks ago, I'm like, hey, look, now we know what happened to the Spectral Magic guys. I was going to make the same joke, so okay. (laughs) Uh... Great minds think alike. Yeah. And And then there's just you who copies me. Well, you know, I thought it, I just didn't say it out loud. Gotcha. All right. Well, with all of that, let us know what you would like to see as a limited time magic for summertime promotions. And Dave, where could people find you to let you know where what they would like to see? I could be found on Instagram at Pigman's Reality. I could be found on the Twitter machine at Chuck in the Chat, and you could find us all on Facebook at the Mickey Dudes, on Twitter at the Mickey Dudes, and on Instagram at the Mickey Dudes Podcast. So thank you all for joining us this week. We will see you all next week. Bring it on, baby. Have a magical day. Lord, help me do that. Look at them whites. Gee, let's Whoa, what a catchy tune. Take it home, baby. You've just listened to another exciting episode of the Mickey Dudes Podcast. You can find the Mickey Dudes on Facebook at the Mickey Dudes Podcast and on Twitter at the Mickey Dudes. If you enjoyed our podcast, please share the love on Stitcher or iTunes. Thank you for tuning in and we'll see you again real soon.